When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blue Wire. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson, Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Lovell. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and uh, we're here to make our picks for week four. Uh, Dylan, we've got a lot on the line here, most importantly. Um, kind of the streaks we've had going uh, here mm-hmm. throughout the season thus far. I don't know where my confidence level stands right now on it, but um, I feel I'm pretty good about uh, our possibility of continuing uh, our streaks. Yeah, both games were ones that, uh, that that your pick as well as my own were the two games I really kind of narrowed down to. There's a lot of close games, kind of w- tougher games when I initially went through these picks. I was about to, able to do like half as easy picks, other half not so much. And then yeah, with these betting ones, really the two that we uh, maybe it's maybe it's a problem though because we've we're six and zero so far with the betting locks. Um, but I feel like in, I was like less certain for some of those. Maybe this. Being overconfident right now, just all the success is getting to my head. This is probably not the week I should start actually betting on my betting locks because um, otherwise, if we get to eight and zero, though, I might have to consider it because at that point we're just uh, losing money. Yeah, I'm doing this. Uh, this betting lock this week is out of pure emotion driven versus um, <laughs> maybe sensible uh, matchup driven stuff. But I still think, from a matchup standpoint, we'll get to it in a second. But I still think this team should be able to to be a lock for what we're going to pick them for. So, all right, let's get into it. We'll go through our games of the week, betting locks, and then our upsets, and then our quick picks uh, for the last part. All right, games of the week, we got two of them, and I think they're warranted because um, these teams are all pretty good. Um, as the Cardinals at the Rams, Rams four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, there in that one. Uh, I keep saying it, staying on the bandwagon. Rams, even though I went against them last week, but – I'm staying on the Rams to the Super Bowl bandwagon right now, uh, but uh, that that could change quickly if they lose this game to the Cardinals. Maybe I jump on the Cardinals bandwagon, have them going <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, for now, I'm sticking with the Rams here. I think that the Rams defense will be able to do some things to maybe complicate some things to a certain extent for Kyler Murray. Yeah. But um, offensively, I just I think the Rams outscore the Cardinals here, and that's the name of the game when it comes to winning is to outscore your opponent. And I think the Rams will be able to do that against the Cardinals defense. Yeah, it's just yet another team that the Rams defense faces that wants to push the ball down the field, and that feeds exactly into the defense they're playing. They're hoping you're going to try to take those shots, and they're going to turn it over, and they're going to force you to throw underneath, and not something that Kyler Murray or Arizona has done too often. Teams that run the ball better uh, definitely match up better with with, uh, with the offense. Or sorry, with the defense of the Rams, Arizona so far. Obviously, Kyler's been incredible running, but otherwise, their rushing attack is it's mostly predicated on him. So we'll see how they defend him. They've the Rams have 
uh, been pretty successful against Arizona. I believe Sean McVay is 8-0 in his career against Arizona. Obviously, some very different teams uh, over the course of those years going back to, to, to 2017. So we'll see with this iteration. The Cardinals definitely defensively look much more solid to me, but we just saw what the Rams offense did against, uh, you know, even though it's early on for Tampa and they've had some injuries in the secondary, uh, still impressive what the Rams are able to do. I feel like they right now, even though they're not running the ball insanely well, they're still a top 10 DVOA rushing offense. They're first in passing offense DVOA. I think they're just the most complete team at this moment health-wise um, until the Rams have any, knock on wood, serious injuries anywhere. Uh, right now on both sides, it's just tough to pick against them, especially at home where they actually finally have some sort of home field advantage, it really feels like it's so far. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a really good game. Two teams that are you know, obviously both undefeated, but also in the early going in the top five in overall DVOA. And uh, I don't think there's any reason to think it won't be pretty close. Can't say a betting lock. Four and a half feels about right. Um, but I think the Rams will find a way to get the, the job done by the end of it. Potential, you know, if Arizona is going to win, they're going to have to be patient. Um, they're going to have to take some of those underneath throws and not force uh, the ball down the field. Because if you lose a turnover battle of the Rams, it's going to be trouble. How about this next one for our other game of the week? Uh, a battle for AFC West supremacy here as uh, the Raiders and the Chargers are going to do battle. Uh, here, uh, the Raiders, the visiting team in this one. Chargers, <laughs> three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. And, uh, yeah, as we talked about uh, on the uh, previous episode, no one could have expected, perhaps, that uh, these would be the teams that uh, kind of, uh, you know, leading the way. Broncos doing well. Chiefs in last place. Uh, everyone's ready to uh, send the, the Raiders or the Chargers to the Super Bowl. I'm not quite there yet, but uh, this is – we talked about it. It's a tough game to predict because I think there's there's something to picking the Raiders here, uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick the Chargers. Uh, I always talk about sort of that hangover effect from a big win like the Chargers had against the Chiefs. I could see them coming out here, kind of get off to a, a rough start, but when you think about it, the Raiders also had a pretty big emotional yep. win um, there against the Dolphins too, so I just think the Chargers are the better team still, and uh, I think they find a way to win this one, but I do think there's a reason why I put it in game of the week. I think it should be pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, at this point for either of these teams, one of them is going to come out of this feeling amazing. I mean, obviously the Raiders still, if they lose three and one, but you know, if they get to four and oh, now you really, the momentum's building, you're, you're feeling confident about this defense that so far has looked pretty solid under Gus Bradley. It seems like the pieces they've plugged in have worked out quite well. If they can stay healthy and keep going, uh, then there's a lot, plenty of reason to believe. And same for the Chargers after, you know, a, a narrow kind of weird loss to the Cowboys, a, a team that looked really good this week, obviously. I think if they get to three and one, they're feeling like they're off and running with a couple division wins in, in their back pocket already. So it's, uh, yeah, definitely warranted in my mind that the borderline kind of, you know, Cardinals Rams, two undefeated teams that for me, that's the, definitely the one game of the week uh, going in here outside of, you know, the most entry game, which we'll get to in a second here in terms of narratives. But uh, I thought this Raider charge game, yeah, definitely deserves to be these two teams that have, uh, you know, at least the Raiders have outplayed kind of my expectations. The chargers have looked, a little closer to what I've expected. Still hoping their defense can come around a bit. They force a lot of turnovers, similar to the Chiefs. The Raiders are a team that loves to push down the push the ball down the field. They tons of plays over 20 plus yards. Derek Carr has been taking shots and hitting them. It's looked fantastic. So I think a great quarterback matchup here in both of these games: Stafford, Murray, and then now we get Carr, Herbert. I think these are just in both games back to back days at SoFi Stadium. It's going to be couple of crazy days here in LA and yeah I think I have the Chargers winning uh, as my pick here I just I, I trust maybe their defense a little bit better I think that the, the way that they're uh, set up to kind of try to take away the, the deep passes and the Chiefs uh, that's when they turned the ball over last week the same thing could happen with the Raiders 
but I, I don't know. There's something about this Raiders team right now where, I mean, they've, lost, they've barely won a couple of these games, right, uh, and they're two overtime victories at home. Maybe this is the week it catches up with them, but at the same time, uh, they, they seem to be they're, – they're locked in on offense. It's gonna, that, that matchup between the Raiders' offense, the Chargers' defense, and Brandon Staley's scheme and, and Gruden, for me, is going to be one of the most exciting parts about this one. Well, and now we come to our betting locks, uh, the world-renowned betting locks here on the Establish the Past podcast. I said it a minute ago. This one could be more emotion-driven than anything, but uh, the Bucks coming off of that loss to the Rams, and now they get to head to play the Patriots in Foxborough yep. with uh, a former Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady, running the show. For the Bucks, they are seven-point favorites on the road here. You give me the Bucks and a touchdown against the Patriots, who I just don't think is going to be able to find enough offense to score here. Um, even though we've seen the Bucks give up some points, they've given up points to some pretty different offenses um, when it comes to, <laughs> uh, I think, with where things stand. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. not to knock the Patriots, but I think we've seen it, right? It's just sort of, I think you're going to see the Patriots play some ugly games this year. And, you know, because it's going to, it's going to take a little time, I think, for them to sort of get acclimated to everything and, uh, on the offense, which we've seen, I mean, outside of the game against the the Jets, right? It's just, I mean, it's the Jets, and I mean, it's just kind of, <laughs> you know, I mean, they didn't do much against the Saints, they didn't do much offensively against the Dolphins. I don't see that happening here. I think you're going to see the Bucks focused after that loss, and I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this was my second. If I was going to have a second lock, it would be this one. I just. Maybe I was too optimistic about what New England's offensive line was going to look like going into the season, but it has not been uh, by any means a top five unit. They have especially the biggest weakness right now, a right tackle with Justin Heron, and there's really, really struggled. And you look at Tampa Bay's front, uh, they faced a Rams offensive line, which has outplayed my expectations early. I think they're going to be eating again this week up front there. And yeah, like you said, the only, and even against the Jets, the Patriots didn't exactly uh, move the ball with like, you know, with constant authority by any means uh even with the injuries in the secondary for the bucks obviously they bring in richard sherman here we'll see how quickly he gets up to speed but i just they're just a better team i think they just faced a really good rams team at home and a team that was playing to with a lot of motivation there last week and i think the bucks now with tom i think he's going to be obviously on a mission i don't think uh that's a bad thing for him we've never seen there's not uh, many occasions where tom has had pressure be a problem if anything it elevates his play and yeah, the Patriots can try anything they want, but that defense for them, I just it, it's been not exactly as as dominant as I thought it might be. It's still been a top, pretty top team, and they they defended the pass well. They're fourth in pass defense uh, DVOA so far, which does lend well to what the, the Bucks are going to want to do. I just tend to think Tampa will score enough points, and the Pats are just I don't think they're going to have enough answers on the other side really to end up having this be uh, more than a a touchdown game at the very least. I think the Bucks will win by at least a couple scores. You know, there's probably a common theme with your betting lock because I think it's also a situation where, I yep. mean, the Steelers are at the Packers. The Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites here, so you're getting not even a touchdown on this. Um, I just don't see the Steelers, even against the Packers. Like, I just don't see the Steelers. I'm very concerned about their offense, and yep. I just don't see it. Um, I'm going up against the Packers offense that – We've seen. I mean, the Steelers' defense has been way more vulnerable than we thought it would be, um, and I just, yeah, I think I think getting a touchdown here would be great uh, because I just I think the Packers will ride that momentum, the win against the Niners, and uh, come out and and I just don't see the Steelers offensively keeping up with the Packers here. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's just even though the Packers defense, I still have a lot of questions about what Joe Barry has been doing there uh, so far. I, I think this matchup, though, it's you know, <laughs> you're going to up against the Steelers offensive line right now that just has not done much, let alone with what uh, Big Ben has struggled with. Did not practice today. We'll see how he's doing it over the course of the week. We'll see if they are able to get Deontay Johnson back as well as I know Juju's kind of banged up. Just a lot of injuries for the most part for, for this team. And even on the other side of the ball, we, we saw how much they missed T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith last week. If they're both out again, I, I you know, the, the Steelers have so far this year defended the run fine, uh, but they have been pretty bad against the pass, uh, 23rd in the in pass defense DVOA in the early going. It's just that's not going to lend well against what the Packers are doing. We saw how on fire Aaron was at the end of that game and, for large stretches even early on. I just think the Packers right now at home, especially uh, for me, a touchdown feels like should be enough for them to get the victory here and move up to three and one in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Just a lot of, a lot of questions there. And if big Ben, <laughs> the Packers defense is not going to, it's going to give you opportunities uh, for sure at this point uh, from what we've seen. I just don't know if big Ben and, and that Steeler offense are in a place to actually take advantage of those shots and uh, make them pay for it. I, yeah, it's just I, I need to see more from Pittsburgh before I start uh, believing them again. Yeah, we're in agreement on that. I think the Packers are a good pick here, and like I said, only six and a half. I would take that uh, as well. Uh, all right, to our upsets, uh, which some have done okay, some have not. Uh, this one we're both going with, actually. Uh, we're going to have two different ones, but this is my upset pick of the week uh, from a point spread perspective, and that is the Seahawks at the 49ers. The uh, 49ers, two-and-a-half-point favorites, at home against the Seahawks, um, yeah, I just, uh, early on, felt good about the 49ers train. Not so great now. And I just think the Seahawks coming off that loss against the Vikings, I think you'll see a more focused sort of, um, you know, Seattle group here. And I just think this is a one of those we always see with some of these, you know, divisional matchups. Um, should be a close game. You pretty much expect that between these two. But I think there's something to the Seahawks uh, possibly pulling off the win here. So I'm going to go with them, take the chance, because I just don't feel as confident enough about the Niners right now, maybe as I did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the Niners, it's it's early in the season, obviously, but their defense hasn't been, uh, you know, like they give up some late points. Obviously, we saw what Philadelphia's offense struggled to do for most of the game against Dallas. So that, that performance from San Francisco's defense doesn't look so fantastic. Uh, they've been solid on offense still, despite some of the concerns I've had with the lack of just kind of the same looks like some of the same scheme stuff we've seen from San Francisco the last few years and just not as much creativity. It's not the same thing as the Rams case with Jared Goff. I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably a better quarterback, but maybe the the, stag, the the kind of staleness that we started seeing with the Rams offense last year, uh, where they were still a good unit, but not a great unit. And you know, they maybe have that capability with a little better play under center. Uh, maybe that's kind of happening for San Francisco. So I don't know, you know, I just don't have them right now, their offense on the level that, I expect, uh, you know, from what Minnesota is able to do in the passing game, especially Kirk Cousins looks great last week and uh, also what Tennessee did against Seattle's defense. I still have tons of concerns about Seattle's defense, but I don't think uh, it's the 49ers right now or we'll see how much they use Trey Lance if they're able to use him in some different packages, uh, not just in the red zone. Maybe that opens up things for them. It's going to be two. It's going to be a really good game and one that uh, maybe if they had a little better records, we would have considered. I know you mentioned it as a possible game of the week. I think it has that kind of level because there's going to be a lot of urgency for two teams that, you know, with the, along with the Rams have been right in that playoff conversation for so long and starting, you know, two and two or one and three for Seattle, possibly uh, just big, just a lot on the line early on. And Seattle gets the Rams, as I mentioned last week, uh, they have the Rams on next Thursday night. 
on the short week after this. So it's it's a you know one in four staring them in the face if they don't win uh, this game and feel good going home against the Rams. We'll see, but. Uh, yeah, I have Seattle here. I just think they're going to be able to – San Francisco's defense hasn't been the dominant unit that it can probably become by the end of the year so far, 19th in DVOA, again, early in the year. A lot of things to still settle out before we can really trust those numbers. But I see Seattle being able to put up enough points and just not sure San Francisco is going to have quite the firepower uh, to come up with enough points on the opposite side to get the victory. I think it will be a really close game. I think either way it's a field goal game. Well, if you're waiting for us to finally pick a game different, which uh, we don't do that often here, um, you're going to get it here on this one because Dylan has decided to go full Detroit Lions bandwagon. He is all in on the Lions here uh, <laughs> as an NFC championship contender, from what I hear. Oh, that's no. that's just the word on the street. Um, now, the Lions are on the road against the Bears. The Bears are three-point favorites here. I cannot blame you at all for picking the Lions because, as we talked about, the Bears have been nothing to be impressed about at this point. Um feels like they're kind of back to <laughs> – where they started. Um, I'm going to pick the Bears here. I don't love it at all. This would not even be in consideration for any sort of betting lock, even as only a field goal game and the Bears are at home. Um, we talked about the Lions. Like, they have just they have played some crazy games this season. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually think that they're going to be better than I thought they would be. And I think we've seen the Lions actually show some improvement. Meanwhile, the Bears, I don't really see a whole lot of that. <laughs> I I'm worried that Jared Goff's going to be have a, a really bad day against this Bears defense. Uh, so I am picking the Lions despite that. I just because I do feel like they're kind of on the on the cusp of at least getting a victory. And basically, what we saw from the Bears last week was so so concerning. And it just even like from you know initially issues with the scheme. It doesn't seem like it was even just that. It's just their offensive line being really really bad. Like there's a lot of issues for the for the Bears, and I don't think. Uh, necessarily Detroit has a defense to take advantage of it, the, the, the kind of talent that the, the Browns do on their front. But I do think we saw Detroit at times on defense get some pressure on Lamar and actually do some decent things uh, last week against Baltimore. So I, I just there's just a, it's more of a feeling one. I think both these teams have been really underwhelming, but the Bears more. So uh, even if your expectations weren't high, I did not expect them to be down here as a team, even though it's early going, 28th in DVOA, only one spot ahead of Detroit. Uh, 31st in offense for the Bears. It's just been really brutal on that side. It's going to be hopefully Justin Hurt or uh, Justin Fields really gets going and has a much better outing and gets his first career win. But uh, I don't know. It's I don't know if there's going to be a ton of points to be had in this one. Um, you know, because on the flip side, the Bears defense still for large portions of that game looked pretty solid against the Browns. It just kind of things caught up to him in the second half. I don't know if they're going to have the same issues with Detroit. But hey, Detroit's found a way. They've, they've you know couple games where they should have beaten the Ravens obviously um they, they, the way they fought back in San Francisco and for a large fortune stayed in with the Packers I think they, yeah they've played up to some pretty tough opponents through three weeks and now they get an opponent that in my opinion is much worse than those first three so uh maybe this is the time Detroit gets that first victory and hopefully no kneecaps are bitten off afterward by Dan yes that's um hopefully that's not the case uh I think we're all in agreement on that all right to our quick picks and uh some of these games are not going to be ones necessarily that you're probably going to seek out um, outside of being fans of these specific teams. And I think there's eh, maybe three that's of these. That's what in... fantasy football is for. Well, I was going to say, that's <laughs> really the reason we're all doing this. Um, so there's three of these perhaps in a row here um, for different reasons. The Jags at the Bengals. Seven-point favorites at home are the Bengals. Um, I think there's some interest to this one with Burrow and Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh, so at least some interest there. But 
I'm still on the Bengals. Bengals bandwagon here. I'm staying with it. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think that, you know, that's seven points. Eh, a little iffy uh, coming off of, as we say, those big emotional wins. The Bengals go and get the win in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Um, I could see that maybe being a little sloppy, but then again, I'm like, man, this Bengals uh, offense, I think they'll they'll take care of business against the Jacks here. Yeah, I think so, too. They've Their offensive line at times has had issues, but, man, there's some plays that Joe Burrow, especially in that last game against Pittsburgh, that were – uh, not even uh, his touchdown passes, but incredible plays where basically everyone on the line's beat. He somehow is able to make a play out of it, get some yards. Uh, his knee looked just fine. So uh, th- th- even, but then other points they, they actually held up. Okay, obviously the banged up front for the Steelers on defense, but still one of the uh, the best front fours that uh, we, at least we expected going into the year. So that's encouraging for them. And yeah, Jacksonville not a <laughs> not exactly yeah. uh, much to really write home about them on either side of the ball at this point. Maybe this will be the week that Trevor Lawrence gets things going a bit against, I think, Cincinnati's defense has looked pretty good. They've had some interesting guys step up for them. Uh, they've been much better than I anticipated through the early going. Uh, I don't think it's really hard to think that they're going to stay at the fourth highest DVOA defense uh, for much longer. Um, but I think they've yeah they've shown some good things, some interesting uh, additions that have actually stepped up here and made a difference for them. So between both sides, it's just Cincinnati is a better football team at this point. Not going to consider this a betting lock because it's just it's still the Bengals. Uh, still don't know. Uh, this came, game can go in a lot of different ways. But, yeah, definitely intrigued for me in terms of before the season. I was really excited to see Lawrence against Burrow again after uh, their national championship battle a couple of years ago. Very different uh, circumstances and expectations for this one. But I think, yeah, Cincinnati has to be the pick here. Well, this next one, good luck. Uh, Washington at the Falcons. Washington, one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Atlanta. Man, I probably had as tough a time with this one as I did with any other game on the board. Uh, that's that's honest truth. Like I think this was very tough to pick. Uh, I just don't I don't know that you have any idea what you're getting from either one of these teams yeah. on a weekly basis right now. So I did what I have done seemingly since we started this podcast. My theme has been... Some for some reason I trust the Falcons to do things um, that are going to be good, and I'm going to do that here. I'm going to pick the Falcons, and I guess a technically an upset uh, at home. There you go. Maybe I'm just you know putting way too much stock into the Falcons beating the Giants, uh, which I probably am. But um, <laughs> I just don't love the way Washington's been playing, and I mm-hmm. think you know maybe that's that's again it's just playing the Bills. Like the Bills are really good, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is a tough one to pick. I'll. I'll go with the Falcons here, but there's no confidence in this pick whatsoever. Yeah, this is uh, before the season would have thought it was going to be a tough pick, but not for the reasons I do now. The Falcons have been really underwhelming. No. The Washington's defense has been pretty brutal. So it's two teams that have underplayed where I thought they might be at this point, even for the Falcons didn't have high expectations, but man, they've been pretty brutal. And I don't know how they lost that game. The Giants should have beaten them. I think they're, I think the Falcons are still really bad. I think they're, one of the worst teams in the NFC, just because Detroit at least looks like they give it a darn <laughs> through the first few weeks um, and have something, some sort of positive momentum moving for them. So I think, yeah, Washington's defense still not going to be the unit probably was a year ago. I think they'll bounce back. They're facing the offense that is ranked last behind Chicago right now in DVOA in, in the Falcons. Um, it's in Atlanta, but I don't know. Uh, that I, right now, I, I don't blame Falcons fans for being a little not exactly <laughs> – uh, encouraged by anything yeah. happening it's just a kind of a just kind of a wait waiting for this to end and hopefully get some sort of uh looks towards the future because right now it's just been yeah i know they won that game but i don't know it just does not look strong to me i think washington still has things that are gonna uh, still put good things going 
still think on offense that against, I've, you know, the Bills defense has been pretty good. So I think Taylor Heineke is going to have a much easier time against an Atlanta defense that's kind of ranked towards the bottom of the league so far this year. Um, much easier opponent for them on that side. I just think that's enough for Washington to get the win. But it's, you know, the Falcon games, like you're saying, like they're, they're always just kind of all over the place. We don't really, it's just such a hard team to, unless they're paced, playing like a really superior opponent yeah. all year, they're going to probably just be in some of these weird games and maybe they'll get some wins, but it's only going to hurt their uh, draft stock for the potential uh, top picks uh, moving forward next season. Yeah. Well, this next game, there's zero doubt about um, the Texans at the bills. We just mentioned the bills. The bills are 16 point favorites here. 16. We're going back to the Miami dolphins, 2019 days. Uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of what we're, we're getting close to here. Um, yeah. This ain't going to be pretty. I think it's no. all bills. If this was if this was fourteen, I would make this my betting lock. Not even joking. I think yeah, the, the Bills would would dominate this by two touchdowns. I think they still win this game by probably sixteen or more. Uh, but I'm not going to make it a lock. But I think the Bills just destroy the Texans here. I agree. That extra two and a half points or so, like if it was thirteen and a half or even fourteen, feeling pretty good about it. It's the extra two points where maybe the Buffalo doesn't move the ball as well. Ten, I mean, Houston's defense has been fine really this year, especially against the pass. They've been awful defending the run, but they face some tough uh, teams uh, running the ball in, in, you know, in the Browns and Carolina last week. So we'll see. I, I think the Bills will dominate this game. Uh, I think their defense is just so good and uh, has, you know, th- you really saw it starting to, to cut, even though it gave up some points at the end of the game. It's really the last couple of weeks you've seen what it can be capable of uh, as, a, as a possible top flight unit. Really the, what I kind of was hoping for, for them bouncing back from, you know, a solid year last year, but nothing like 2019. They look more like 2019 team. They look like they've found some talent around the edges. And I just, yeah, Houston right now with Davis Mills, bless the guy. I hope he has a solid game, but I think it's just a really tough matchup there in Buffalo. Um, Bill's easy to pick, uh, easy to pick here, but also uh, borderline, yeah, like you're saying, could be a lock. It's just that that extra couple points gets me, man. It's just a little too much to trust at this point. Yeah, well, Bills are Bills are going to win this game easily. Uh, that you can take to the bank, I think. Panthers at the Cowboys. Cowboys, four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Here's a sneaky good one, uh, perhaps. Yeah. I think with Christian McCaffrey, it'd be a little bit more intriguing, maybe. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, still should be a pretty good game. Cowboys looking pretty good. Panthers, we know, looking good. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of one of those underrated games. It should be a lot of fun. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm... Uh, not yet putting them back yeah. in the Super Bowl like I did last season, but uh, there's still a lot to like, I think, with the Cowboys right now. Yeah, the things we talked about for the goals for Dallas in the preseason were just having a league average defense. That's basically where they've been through the first three weeks. If that's the case with the offensive talent they have, they can go to pretty big places, not just in a, you know, obviously so many jokes made about that division. Dallas, I think, obviously the easy favorite right now to win that division, but on top of that, they have a chance to, to do quite a bit more. So this is a really good test for both teams. I think you look at Carolina's defense right now. They've ranked their first in uh, pass and rush defense DVOA. I believe they're first in just total defense uh, with the standard stats as well. So this is, but they've they've played some pretty bad teams. Obviously, DVOA does take that into account, but I think it's just a different animal when you see what the Cowboys are as a unit, especially with the way they really were able to establish the run against Philadelphia. I think when you add that element in addition to what Dak's been doing, Dak's been incredible. So it's the, that matchup for sure for me. When Dallas has the ball, it's going to be must watch TV. I think this is a, yeah, the sneaky could have been a, one of our consideration 
uh, considerations for game of the week. I think it has that level, even though it's, it's in the early slot with all the other games. But it, you look at it and you're like, wow, this actually could be two potential playoff teams. We'll see on the flip side of Dallas, the defense can keep it going. Obviously, like you said, without McCaffrey, a little bit tougher matchup. Uh, Carolina's offense still, you know, they, for a little bit they struggled when he first left the game. But they made adjustments, and then in the fourth quarter, uh, Sam Darnold looked pretty good. He made some solid plays, and uh, it's yeah. So I, it's going to be a really good test, I think, for a measuring stick game for two teams that maybe we don't consider as you know the top of the top in the NFC, but have could be uh, in that argument uh, in that conversation before too long. And this will be a big win for either of them. Uh, but yeah, Dallas for me is the a pick slightly. I just I still trust that offense a bit more. I want to see a bit more from. Darnold and see if Carolina's defense prove against it. If now see if Carolina's defense shuts down Dallas, now I'm now I'm buying into yeah. what to what Phil Snow's doing there. I mean I'm buying in already, but even more so at least. Well, Colts with the Dolphins. Dolphins two point favorites at home. <laughs> Colts staring down 0 4 here. Um again, I don't I don't root for anyone to not have a good season, but um man, this has just not been a good start for the Colts as we've talked about potentially in a spot here to lose another one. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to pick it. I'm picking the Dolphins. I just think that I just don't love the spot for the Colts. I really don't. Uh, even, you know, with two out and all that for the Dolphins, I I just think that this is one of those things that for some reason, I, I just don't see the Colts winning this game. And I think there's just too much going against them right now. And even for the Dolphins coming off of that loss to the Raiders, I just, I still trust the Dolphins more in the spot than I do the Colts. Yeah, there's not enough being made of the Jacoby Brissett revenge game here against the Colts. Yes, very um, true. I yeah, I'm picking Miami as well. Two teams that have uh, underwhelmed my expectations. Even though Miami obviously easily could be two and one, the defense has been pretty solid. I know they end up giving up a solid point total to Buffalo, but their offense turned the ball over a lot, and uh, we've seen what the Bills can do uh, over the course of the season. So it's a tough game. It's too t- like I mean, Indianapolis had has had a really tough schedule, obviously to start. Um, and I don't know. It's just, yeah, something about the the Colts right now where I just don't feel good about it. I still think Miami, their defense still ranking seventh in DVOA. I still believe in what they're going to be able to do on that side of the ball. Maybe they force some turnovers. They force a ton, uh, even with the one and two record here in the early going. They get the pick six last week against Vegas. And at large points, did slow down what the Raiders wanted to do early in that one uh, before the offense kind of sputtered. So, I don't know. I Yeah, I, I'm picking Miami. It's just uh, a game where it's, it feels more like <laughs> – one team's fighting for their seat. The winner's going to be feeling like, you know, at least we're, we have a chance here in the season. The loser, I mean, for Miami, you're at one and three in a really tough, to, you know, maybe not a tough division, but a tough really conference in my mind. You look at how good the AFC West is, obviously the Bills in their division. It's just one and three. It's a tough thing to bounce back from, obviously, for the Colts 0 and 4. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they have some talent for the future. So maybe for, the, for their case, what's the best case scenario this season anyway? It's probably not that high of a maybe you sneak into the playoffs still somehow if the own three teams i'm pretty sure that's pretty low rate obviously you get the extra game but your 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 best case scenario this year for the colts is not that uh encouraging or not that uh not something you really as a franchise want to strive for in the end so maybe for them in the, the best case scenario is to, to lose some games get some picks and hope that uh, they have a better answer under center and kind of can stay a little healthier they they have been banged up to be fair but uh so i mean everyone is that's the nfl I don't think we have any doubts about these next two. Giants at the Saints. Saints seven and a half point favorites at home. Not really much to say. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm yeah, I picked the Saints as well. Um, but I don't. Know, the Giants have played some sneaky, weird games where they should have won, but they find ways to lose. Saints are the better team. I think uh, even though Danny Dimes is 
uh, looked okay at certain points. Uh, putting up 14 points against the Falcons, the defense is just not cutting it. We saw what the Saints did uh, last week, and uh, in two, uh, really two games of their three this season have been fantastic on, on that side of the ball. So, yeah, it's pretty easy pick for me for New Orleans, even if I still never know what Jameis. So maybe I don't, I'm not going to lock this one up by any means. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And then the next one of that two-game group, Titans at the Jets. Uh, Titans are seven-point <laughs> favorites in this one. I said it on the previous episode, I'm grabbing Titans defense. You and I talked about it. I actually did that uh, before we started <laughs> recording, uh, to, so not to forget. Yeah, I think the Titans, uh, even, again, defense is not perfect, but they're playing the Jets, and ooh, Jets offense, far from perfect. Yeah, it's, uh, again, a, a defense in Tennessee that hasn't exactly been uh, fantastic, but when they face offenses like what the Colts have right now with, with uh, Wentz on two bad ankles and what we've seen from the Jets, you, you feel a little bit better about what's going to be the final result. So, yeah, yeah, it, Titans are the pick here. It, it feels like the type of game Tennessee might lose with the way that they've been so inconsistent. Um, yeah, maybe the Jets finally find something uh, on that on offense. But uh, until I see it again, it's just I'm not going to be picking the Jets, and maybe unless they're pay- playing a team like the Jags, and I don't even know that. Uh, Tennessee yeah. here for sure uh, looked better this past week, and I think they'll carry that momentum going with a couple. Uh, if they get the Jets this week, Jaguars, before they get a, a much tougher uh, couple games with the Bills and Chiefs. So I think instead of looking ahead, I think they'll be bought into this. I think they finally have kind of figured out their rhythm on offense after that just horrible showing against Arizona week one. So Tennessee, definitely the pick. Well, we're going to differ on this next one. The Browns at the Vikings. Uh, the Browns, two-point favorites on the road here against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Vikings here. I think that, you know, I picked them last week to upset the Seahawks. They did that. I'm going to stay with that theme this week against the Browns. Um, not that, you know, I think the Browns look bad or anything, but I just, I don't know. I think the Vikings are kind of a team that's sneaky good, and yeah. maybe we start to realize that here if they can get this win against the Browns. So I'm going to go Vikings. This will actually be probably one of the, the better games of the week, too, here. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. I think, yeah, this is one after where I'll definitely be rewatching uh, more in depth because I don't believe I get it here and uh in la will be on on red zone mostly but yeah it's two teams that i think are pretty dang good i think cleveland again for all the things that were made about the lack of uh the bears trying to to get justin fields rolling out and different things after watching kind of looking back at that game it didn't exactly look like it was just that it just looked like a bad offensive line for the bears but also the browns defense kind of settling in a little bit um, and uh, when their secondary is healthy with some of the guys they have up front, uh, I think it's going to be a really big test for them. I think Minnesota's offense is good. Like you said, I think they're, they could use it. They should be two and one at, very, at the very least, but they easily could be three. and oh. um, Minnesota's a, but the same thing. We said that about them last year and it didn't end up going so well. Um, so yeah, I've picked the Browns here, but I, you know, I talk about joke about the Jacoby Brissett revenge game, but this could actually be a game where Minnesota's uh, ownership in front office looks and is like, and it's kind of like, man, we could have had Stefanski as our head coach. Uh, this is the guy that we had in our system that really made this Vikings offense what it was. Now he's there in Cleveland, uh, bringing a, a, you know, right now an offense ranked fourth in DVOA, Cleveland second in total DVOA through the first three weeks. Uh, so I think the Vikings are a solid team. I just think the Browns are actually uh, living up to the expectations, really high expectations we had for them and a lot of people have had for them this season. I think this would be, you know, the Bears game, not so much a statement game, but if the Browns come out and win this game comfortably in Minnesota, uh, then you start talking about them up there with the top, top teams in the AFC. Yep, for sure. Uh, should be a great game there. This one could be good, depending on what we get. Perhaps from yeah. the Eagles. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites on the road against the Eagles. Um, 
I think we kind of know what to expect from the Chiefs here in one of these bounce-back type games. Meanwhile, the Eagles really, you know, struggle to do a whole lot against the Cowboys. A lot of this is going to depend on what the Eagles can do offensively here, but uh, I think this yeah. is a pretty safe bet for the Chiefs to bounce back in a big way. Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs. There's no question about it for this one, but I'm still concerned, as I talked about in the last podcast, about the about their defense, and that's been the concern for the longest time. It's the only concern you can have for a team that has Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback, but it's been pretty brutal. They're, uh, again, it's early, but they're last in DVOA through three weeks, and they just have, have not looked like anyone's going to not be able to run through them now. Philadelphia, on the other hand, has <laughs> looked awful with the ball uh, for the most part this year outside of that Falcons game, which it's the Falcons again. So I don't know. I think Kansas City's defense bounces back a little bit better. I, I just don't trust Philadelphia at this point. If, if Kansas City loses this game now, now you start to really uh, yeah. alarm start going off. I don't think they're going to, but uh, there's a lot of pressure on them for a, a week four game at Philly, a Philly team that no one predicted being that really good this year. Uh, Philly's defense, fine. Nothing though that I don't think Kansas City can uh, attack the same way we saw Dallas. So they should put up points. The big concern will be if somehow Philly stays in this game because the Chiefs' defense is just that bad. Yeah, that's um, that's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. Uh, curious. This is this is an interesting one. I will say that. Ravens at the Broncos. We wrap it up with this one. Uh, this is another one that could be pretty yeah. good here. Uh, maybe not for people who love offense, but. Uh, defense <laughs> may be the theme on this one as uh, the Ravens are one-point underdogs. The Broncos, one-point favorites here in Denver, and I'm going to go with it. I'm going with the Broncos. Uh, just, I think my first thought when thinking about this game was, hey, I just don't know if the Ravens are going to be able to do enough on offense to you know, kind of crack this Broncos defense. I don't know if Lamar Jackson, the passing game, is going to be there. Um, I think we're both probably in agreement on that. I just, I don't, again, I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so therefore, I think the Broncos can actually play to its advantage. And I think, you know, Ravens defense has certainly not been great thus far. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos here. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Denver as well. Another low-key, like you said, if you love points, maybe not the game for you. But I think this is a, a measuring stick game for two teams here as well. The Ravens very much could be 0-3. They could very much be 3-0. They've kind of had a wacky start to their season. Denver has not played anyone good yet. I don't think anyone, they've obviously three of the losses for their opponents came at the hands of Denver, but they're, <laughs> those teams have not won any games. They've played the New York teams and Jacksonville. So big measuring stick game here for this defense. I've, I've bought into this Denver defense, talked to, you know, about the off season, how excited I was. I think they have one of the better safety duos in the league. Uh, I think with all the talent they have at corner, um, it's, it's that secondary and, it really allows Fangio to do everything he kind of did before in Chicago, even to a better extent almost at some certain point so far early in this year. Again, a much tougher opponent, a different opponent. And I think the Ravens have, you know, thrown the ball decently well actually this week, uh, year. They, even though it was a mess of a game last week, still a pretty high yards per completion rate for Lamar, uh, the highest average of his career, or sorry, since the start of the 2020 season at least. Um, so, I just think it's a tough matchup. Uh, and then on the flip side, I think Teddy's been pretty solid. And it, it, as much as Baltimore's defense has forced some turnovers and done some good things, I don't, they're still not as, as complete of a unit as I think they can become. Um, and I, I've just been happy with what I've seen from Denver's offense. Like, they don't need to be perfect um, for this team to win games because of how good their defense is. And uh, at home too, uh, I do think they have one of the better home field advantages here in the league. So yeah, picking the Broncos and one that uh, the one point spread, uh, you know, one or two points either way really would have not surprised me. I think these are pretty even teams in different ways, but I, I'm really buying into that Denver defense 
let's see if they can stop a, an offense that is a much different animal than the ones they've faced early going this year. Well, there you have it. There are picks for week four. And, of course, Dylan, uh, we'll have everything covered over at Clutch Points so everybody know where they can find all of that. Yeah, you can follow all of the games this weekend and on Thursday night, Monday night, in the Clutch Points app. Uh, you can follow the streams we have going for those on clutchpoints.com. We have our fantasy football section at the top of the site. If you click that, we've got stardom situm recommendations. We already hopefully you went through our waiver wire pickups before getting making those claims. We had our drop lists, all that good stuff there. And also in the NFL section itself, on the, it's on the app as well as on the website, breaking down all these matchups uh, this week from every team, all 32 teams. Point of views, we're looking at the betting uh, predictions for those games. Other, Obviously, following all the news, all the fantasy updates, uh, we have an injury fantasy article that goes up on Saturday morning, I believe, and we update with all the designations before the games on Sunday, so you can find that as well. Uh, if you need to have any last-minute uh, checks on any players, I know we're starting to get some banged-up guys on fantasy teams, quite a few on one of my teams, and actually the Clutch Points League, I think it is. So hopefully hopefully they all play, but if they're not active, uh, we'll let you know in, in that article on, on the fantasy section of Clutch Points. Yep, be sure to check it all out there, and uh, as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, search for Stafford's Pass on any podcast app you use. You can find us there, and uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do, and thank you as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Stafford's Pass podcast.